because I'm cis. So your biological makeup matches what you identify as. Okay. So, so I'm female. Yes. And I identify as female. So you are cis. Okay. Yeah. So are you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so I are mean, you. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Got That's that okay. one. All right. So Alex, tell us um, what cool thing you applied for this week. Oh my goodness. So a friend of mine was telling me about these photography sessions called stranger sessions. And so you apply and you say your own personality and what you're looking for in a partner. And then the photographer matches you with a full-on stranger. You blindfold each other. And then you reveal in, un, like, at the photography session, you, like, in are... Flesh. In flesh. <laughs> I don't know. They're not, like, drawer sessions. Yeah, they're, like, they're outdoor yes. photo sessions. Yeah, so. so you both take off your blindfolds and then you do a couple session together with a full-on stranger and then you go on a date after i'm really excited for you like i can't wait till your session happens you just put your application in so i already picked out an outfit yes yes we picked your outfit out yes very cool outfit she is ready yeah for this yeah super ready amy and i were going for a walk the other day though and we um there's been so much snow lately welcome to alberta winter um, and she had a bit of an epiphany. Oh, well, relative to your story, I think <laughs> I make it like, I'm dead serious. There's definitely something to this whole cuffing season. Like this is the season that you want to link up mostly for like warmth, heat, the convenience of someone starting your car, shoveling your driveway for you, just making sure your car is wiped off and ready to go. I feel like I'm really living in this world where cuffing season is so real. So I am like, I'm ready to cuff up. I am feeling it. <laughs> so we're both single is the moral of this intro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Put in your applications at small towns, not small minds. Exactly. No. <laughs> and I have a large driveway. So if you're willing to shovel for 45 minutes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. So way too, like Alex, you should be high on the priority list of cuffing season. Hello, people. I have goats and a large driveway to shovel. That's my dowry. Yeah. And your Jeep, do you have automatic start? No. I feel like that is like the real win to the winter. You need that automatic start to keep you warm. Or you need a partner. Yeah. Or a partner. There you go. I mean, we've been starting each other's cars. (laughs) We're not together. (laughs) No. I mean that it, I I'm excited for your photo sesh. What did you what did they call it? Stranger Things. Stranger Sessions. Oh, Stranger Sessions. Yeah. Stranger Things. Not that, the not the series. Not the series. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, stay tuned for um, getting woke, folks. Yes, I like that. That's sickening. Hi everyone, welcome to episode four, Small Town, Not Small Minds. Um, our episode title is Let's Talk About Sexuality, baby. Uh, we're here. It's Alex and Amy. <laughs> and we're joined by my oldest friend, Callie. And we were just talking about how to introduce Callie. And um, I think we kind of stumbled across a good little, good little tidbit. So Callie and I know each other since before kindergarten. Our moms would have coffee dates together. And we would watch Cleo the Misfit Unicorn. And eat gingerbread cookies. Ginger snap cookies. Those are the ones, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, this episode, we are going to be talking about 
basic vocabulary relating to LGBTQ plus individuals. And the idea behind this, like we say, is to bring those big ideas to small towns. When I talk to people and my friends in the community, I find they often say, oh, I don't know how to approach this vocabulary or I don't know enough information. So we're here to just kind of bring a little bit of background knowledge and define some of those tricky words you might hear so you have kind of an idea of what what to expect. But I do want to disclaim we're all operating from our own experiences and background knowledge, so we're not experts by any means. We're just here to say what we know as definitions, and we have this fun game. Amy's kind of the game girl, so she invented this game here. Yeah, I got Alex to cut up a bunch of words, and we're going to try and pass the bowl around, pull a word um, from the word toss it's actually a salad bowl and we're going to say it out loud and then the other two people are going to try and define it and we're going to talk about it together and break down some familiarity with the word and defining the word. Um, I'm taking on a lot more of a student role. Callie here even mentioned that she had some experience. Um, what was your experience, Callie? Yeah, so I used to work in residence when I went to school in Ontario in, I guess, the university student residence. And we did go through a training. It was about four hours. I went through it twice. And this was probably like six years ago. It was with EGAL Canada. And I know, like, they, they gave us a really awesome booklet to take home. I still have it. I wish I would have reviewed it before coming here tonight. <laughs> I didn't know Do your homework, Callie. <laughs> yeah. So I have some experience with that, but I probably some of those words are going to be a little lost on me. So I'm interested to see what I remember. And, and myself, I know I've said before that I am bisexual. So before coming out as bisexual, I always identified as an ally. And I had a lot of friends that did not identify as straight. So I remember kind of my first experience with really getting into the vocab was in university when one of my close friends came out as gay and we went to these these kind of like seminars where you just sat and you learned about different vocab and and pronouns and how to talk to people and so that's where my background knowledge is coming from is more so personal experience and I think for me my willingness to be open-minded and grow in this as well like a lot of terms and I have discussions with just friends who teach me a lot more about the culture and the and you know what's changing out there the vocabulary to help me so I'm coming from a very student format in this activity today which I think is great as long as you're willing and you're open to learning that's what we want to share with you today so without further ado I'm gonna pull the first word from word toss bowl and then these two are going to try and define it. Try and right. define it. We're going to crush it, Amy. <laughs> All right. The first word is queer. So what would you say queer is? I guess it depends on how you identify. So some, some people might identify as queer. Um, but from my understanding, that would be perhaps someone who doesn't identify as maybe cis cisgendered or as they're born like sex. I guess I'm stumbling over my words a little bit. <laughs> it can be um, intimidating. Yeah, or they don't they don't identify as someone who maybe is attracted to what people would understand in air quotes to be a traditional attraction to their given 
sex or gender. That's that's kind of my understanding. Yeah, which which and... I'm already <laughs> so intimidated, Amy, <laughs> because Kelly used the term cisgender. So now I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't know, Alex. What's queer? <laughs> what do you think queer is? Okay, so my, well, queer is it's kind of a hard one to start with in the sense that it can mean a couple different things. I feel like it it a lot of this comes down to what you're comfortable with identifying as yourself and the terms you're comfortable with. So queer lots of times can be an umbrella term for lots of different ones. Like I I could be as someone who is bisexual, I could identify as queer to just say I um, am different from the standard. So I'm I'm not heterosexual, but I identify with kind of a, a bit of a different than like Callie said, a traditional sexuality. I should also say that not everybody likes to be called queer and queer was one of those words that was used what's the word when it's like used meanly or whatever like a negative derogatory so it it does have kind of some negative connotation to it and so it just really comes down to what you're comfortable with calling calling yourself yeah Yeah. because i think like in like when i think of it too like i think of like people driving by and they could be like queer and the way they say it yes Mm -hmm. so it'd be negative it 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 definitely was and then queer was a word that was taken back when you hear people say like we took back queer they they did do a lot of that. Cool. Yeah. yeah. All right, Kelly, you're up for word toss <sighs> number two. Give it a good shuffle there. <laughs> Real good. We shuffle. really got to go through this faster because I'm going to say there's a lot of yeah. words, people. Okay. We're like well, we can... election slow right now. <laughs> I, I think... <laughs> yes. I think you guys got this one. I think it can be pretty lickety split. Oh yeah. The term. I'm is scared. <laughs> sexual preference. Okay. I can do this. You okay. can just break down, like basically okay. break, break it down, down to its like Latin it's roots. It's your, right? I, I don't know if I should use the, I was going to say preferred. Yeah. It's your chosen gender that you are attracted to. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So ding, ding, ding. Like, <laughs> as, as a heterosexual person, your sexual preference would be the opposite gender. Exactly. Cool. Yeah. Yay! That was okay. okay. That was not bad. Nice. See, Amy, it's not that hard. <laughs> you I'm <got> sweating. <laughs> okay, don't pass that. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, you have a tendency Stick to pass a out. needle to me. I will <laughs> blow my face. Two spirit. You go first, Kelly. Okay, okay. Let me think here. I know that this is more of like a a term that's used in more like native cultures or Aboriginal yeah. cultures. Yeah. Um. So, I believe that would be a term for someone who. What's the two? <laughs> is it is it where you maybe don't identify with your born sex? Is that two spirit? Not, no, you, no, you were so good on the first half. It it is for like indigenous people who identify as queer or like oh okay yeah. So it's not as specific. Not, it's not specific. It's, okay. Yeah. So you're just indigenous and um not hetero. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay, wait. Can we sense. can we reiterate? Yes. I know. I know. I didn't even say mine, but that's okay. Sorry, Amy. No, no, no. It's okay because <laughs> I was really focused and I was like trying to like make my own definition up while Callie was speaking, and I went from a like a really spiritual place too, where I was like, okay, maybe it's your spirit being torn torn two different ways. Right. Mm. Yeah. But you. But can you say what you were saying again, though? You said it's... Well, it it just is that your gender sexual identity is. I do don't identify as heterosexual, but it is an indigenous term for queer people. Oh, okay. So it's specifically for like First Nations. Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. neat. But you could still use it if you were not First Nations, though. If you no. no. 
Oh. No. Like, I wouldn't use two spirit for myself. Okay. Yes. Oh, neat. Yeah. The That's flag, cool. if you look up the two spirit pride flag, it's bitchin'. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. I want to see it now. I feel like we're going to have to take, or like, add it, a picture of yeah, it. Yeah, check it on our post. Instagram. Is it your poll now from the word I just toss? did. Your poll. Oh, that was your poll. Did you pull yet? I Amy, it's your turn. Oh my gosh, sorry. Amy, you're running the game, girl. Like, I know, honor. I'm just so, I'm actually like, let me take some notes. I'm really learning and soaking in right no, now. No, this is really good, though. I know. Just absorbing it all right up. Yeah. yeah. Okay, guys. Anatomical, biological sex okay. is the word. So anatomical sex or biological sex. Okay, so. you're counting that as the same word. Yeah. Anatomical or biological sex. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um. So this... What I learned about this is from, um, it's called a gingerbread person. Did you? The gingerbread. Yes. Gingerbread. It is where pretty much all of my knowledge comes from, honestly. Your anatomical sex or biological sex is the body parts that you are born with. So it can, but it could be like your genitals. It could be the hormones, right? You could have more testosterone, that kind of stuff. It comes down to your chromosomes, all of that. So it's like the body part of what you're born with, but it is not gender. Gender is a construct of society. So your anatomical sex is your physical makeup. Okay. Mm. Wait, did anyone? Oh yeah, you soon. So you said that. I honestly though the genderbred person is yes. the best. I would recommend you guys should post a picture of that. We because will be. It's really educational and awesome and easy to remember as well. It like it is if I feel like the way that our definitions are coming out are just so out of order. If you're like, oh my gosh, this is so many words and I'm very confused, look up the genderbred and it'll be on our Instagram. It is beautiful. Yeah. The Leo. Yeah. yeah. Simplifies it. And it's cute. Okay, so the next one is gender identity a good segue into that yeah okay i can jump in okay it's the origin that of which you want to identify it as yeah Yeah. so i want to identify as female so i would be identified as female and i could ask people to use those pronouns so for example on the genderbred person whereas anatomical sex would be pointing to the genitals Gender identity would be more pointed to the brain and yes. the head, how you identify. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's 100% Perfect. correct. It's what's in your head, how you see yourself. Good we're one. crushing this. Now we're moving a little quicker, people. <laughs> okay. Oh, these are going in a great order. Gender expression. Ooh. Think of the words. Yes. Yeah. I feel like that dad on, like... um, do you, have you ever seen My Big Fat Greek Wedding? He's like, every word is Greek. <laughs> I'm sorry. Arachnophobia. Arachna spider phobia. Fear. Fear of spiders. Arachnophobia. Gender okay. expression. Okay, I'll try. I'll try. I'm going to try gender expression. Okay. Gender, obviously, what you identify as. So, like, if I was saying I'm female, then my outward expressions, my outward emotions and actions are going to be female. Girl, did you just look that up and read it specifically? My hands are empty over here. <laughs> Seriously, you're like out. It is literally your outward ex- expression. It's, it's okay. your, not just your clothing, but your demeanor, your language, everything, and behaviors. Your, yes. Okay. And and then the thing to keep in mind with that is um, a lot of people see gender as male or female, and so your gender expression can be. Like, people will assume sometimes you're female or assume you're male based on how you're acting and your gender expression. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great. All right. Next word. In the word toss. 
word toss bisexual or bi okay so this is someone who is attracted to i guess well it's interesting because it's bisexual yes we just talked about how there's not like people think in terms of male and female Mm -hmm. so makes me want to say you know you could be attracted to male or female but it, as we are kind of alluding to in the last one, that it is more of a spectrum. Mm-hmm. So perhaps more open to being attracted to different gender identities as well. Yes. Well, that just made me think about that. I, I know. And so it's interesting. And so as someone who identifies as bisexual, it's really interesting to kind of look at the stigma that exists around it because of bi meaning two. There can be stigma even in the queer community where bisexual people only believe in the gender binary where there's only men there's only women and so sometimes it can be said that like if you're bisexual then you're not including all but for myself it's what I'm most comfortable calling myself and it's not that I'm not comfortable dating trans cis whatever it's it's it has nothing to do with that with me and it's just more the term itself so Mm -hmm. the term has evolved as part of kind of the binary system yeah is cis in there as well cis cis yeah. Cis. How do you spell that? C-I-S. So C-I-S. We'll, okay. we'll come Is it in? We might as well talk about yeah, it Yeah, I was going to say, because I'm up. like, I'm intimidated. No, Kelly's okay. used it. You've used it. <laughs> Sorry, and I'm okay. like thinking of an ovarian cyst, and I'm like, that's no, incorrect. No, it's not cyst. <laughs> I know. C-I-S. So, Amy, you're cyst. It means that you are born with the anatomical parts that you identify with in your brain. Okay. Okay. Where And then the, the opposite of that is trans. So you're cyst if you cis. are cis sorry yeah. i said cyst again didn't i oh you pulled it yeah perfect oh, yeah so say it again to me because i'm cis so your biological makeup matches what you identify as okay so, so i'm female yes and i identify as female so you are cis okay yeah so are you yes yeah yes and so I are mean. you yeah okay yes okay <laughs> got Absolutely. that one all right okay new word Ooh, gender binary. We a little bit just alluded to that, actually, where the gender binary is male and female. And so there's kind of lots lots to unpack, to use a common phrase, around gender binary, because when we're talking about gender, we traditionally, like, we have these gender reveal parties and things like that, where it's, it's a boy, it's a girl. But gender is, is way more than just boy and girl. So the gender binary is just a term that you'll hear a lot coming up. So it it just limits other gender expression and identity. You might have anatomical parts that are described as male, but you might have a gender identity that feels more feminine. And there's just a whole spectrum of what you can identify in terms of like gender and identity and expression. Interesting. And And I think the binary, I mean, it's not totally, but it's closer to sex versus gender. Right. Yes. Although, as maybe we'll talk about further in the bowl, I don't know <laughs> that, uh, like for example, intersex exists. Yes. So perhaps not exactly a binary. Yes. But yeah. So it doesn't quite gender binary doesn't really totally make sense. It doesn't. Yeah. Totally encapsulate everything okay. that you mm-hmm. can be. I like the idea that you guys kind of said it's a spectrum. So mm-hmm. it's like opening up, and even though we traditionally see male female. It's, as you mentioned, a spectrum of placement for gender. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's an easier way for me, with limited knowledge, to understand it as well. So I like that way that you said that. All right, Callie. 
Oh, oh my gosh. On this. I Ooh. snuck this one in. I have to tell you, oh. her eyes widen. I just put it in as a joke to lighten the mood. <laughs> lighten the like, mood? As far well, as like, I, I am like, my mind is getting blown right now, people. Amy's a little bit sweaty. Well, I'm, I'm just like Beans. a pretty sheen. I'm mind blown. And I am just so impressed with how both of you have so much knowledge. And already I'm like, I'm really sitting here, eyes wide open, soaking it in. And I hope that I can represent this group of people out there as well that's like wanting to learn and willing, but they're also like intimidated. It's a lot of content and um, it's in depth and it's really helpful. Like I am really taking note as a student right now. But anyways, I threw this joke one in there. It was journey. (laughs) I just said, journey, a word Amy overuses in this podcast. (laughs) It's an ongoing joke from editing. I say it way too much. It's a good word. I like it. I was like, is this is this a journey? Is this a journey? Am I on a journey? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, am I on a journey right now? Ooh, okay. We've been waiting for this one. Mm. The word is intersex. Yes. I just say we've been waiting for journey. it because when um, Amy and Alex proposed this idea to me, that's the only example they gave. And so I was like, okay, I gotta think about it in the back of my mind. But now here I am asking it. So I don't have to <laughs> intersex. Put in the hot seat. It doesn't even need to prepare for this Kelly because you are I, talking I like I'm like my, my brain I know that I'm trying to prepare a definition but my brain goes to sports and I don't know why mm-hmm. when I'm thinking of like inter I'm thinking of like intramurals yeah and so I'm like okay, such a teacher <laughs> also there's an interesting connection to sport uh, inter maybe I like the got confused between intramurals and intramurals anyway <laughs> who knows the difference <laughs> I'm not sure. What can... So what is not fair is I a little bit have a bit of a definition in front of me. It it says intersex people are born with external genitalia, internal reproductive organs um, that are different from most people. It encompasses a wide variety of different things that have anything in common except that they are deemed abnormal by society. So it comes down to biology and not identity. I'm not 100% certain on this either, Callie. Okay. Isn't, it, isn't it when you're born with both... Yes. Both genitalia, so one externally, one internally. You don't really, you don't fit into the gender binary or the yes. sexual binary. Traditional but it's, binary. But it's not just genitalia. Like it could, it could be like hormones, it, hormone levels, well. like mm-hmm. yeah, and that and that kind of stuff. Which was actually the connection I was going to make to sport because I know there's controversy around, you know, what if mm. it's a a race, a women's race, and there's someone in the race who has more testosterone, for example. Yes. So where do those human beings fit oh. in the categorization because perhaps they have a biological advantage but also Michael Phelps has a very anatomical advantage just in how his body structure is. Yes. So Michael oh. Phelps has a big advantage on me. <laughs> quite, quite big, yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, most people, yeah. But yeah. that's... Okay, so it's having the exterior parts that might not match the interior. And... And now maybe we need to look for some clarification because that's that was how I understood it is that because you can be born with both, both sexual organs for, of male and oh, female, okay. but I'm, I'm not sure that's sure. a rare thing. I don't. I don't, I don't know what crazy. the percentage is, but I don't think it's way. Out I think there. I learned it with a gal. Sorry, a gal. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, I I think. Maybe I'd want to look up if that also encompasses people who might just have one form of genitalia, but then maybe different hormonal levels. Yeah. I, I'm not sure. You know what? This this is an area, and I was talking to Amy as well, that I am not 
I have not had a lot of exposure to, and so it is an area that I really need to grow in and learn more about. And I also think it's not, I mean, it's not something visual that we can see or that we yes. notice maybe on the outside yeah. of someone. You you might never know that someone you interact with is intersex. Yes. So. Okay. In most, like, I mean, in most cases you wouldn't. You'd probably just look at their, their gender expression, right? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. So they might not identify as anything different than you know, male or female, something that we might perceive as standard. Yeah. So we might not even question it, I guess. Yeah. So maybe it doesn't, we don't think about it as much. Yeah. I mean, it does, it's definitely does not come up in your everyday. No. Yeah. If, if you are cisgender, I'm sure. If Especially. If you are intersex, it would be coming up in your everyday. Maybe. A lot more. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can I say Alex. one more thing on that? Yeah. yeah. I just remember, Absolutely. I just remember, um, learning about how certain kids who are born intersex would be assigned a gender at birth. So maybe before they have the opportunity or a sex at birth. So before they have the opportunity to choose quote yes. unquote, they might have a surgery that yeah removes part of that. So mm-hmm. I just remember learning about that. In gal or? I don't know. I don't know. I, I remember learning about that as well and, and how that can be like traumatizing. Yes. And, yeah. Yeah, because you don't know, I mean, as a baby, you don't yeah. have the articulation to say what your gender identity is. Mm-hmm. And also, like, I, is it not, like, how would, I guess that's based on the individual and they would discover that, you know, they're not, mm-hmm. they would, they would have that moment or build to this point where they would identify. Yeah, and experiences and, and learning and. For sure. Yeah. Okay, I'm just going to pause it. Thanks everyone for joining us for episode four. We had so much content in this episode that we're breaking it up into two parts. So stay tuned next Friday for part two. We're going to end today's with a jar of question. Alex, why don't you pull today? Sure. We have some of your write-ins from our Instagram, so we might get one of those today. It says, if you could go back and tell your younger self something, what would it be? Hmm. Wait. Who even wrote this question, Amy? This is your writing. I know. <laughs> Why did I ask this? this? Is because your I don't even have an answer. Yeah. Um. Uh, if I could go back and tell my younger self something, it would definitely be eat less sugar. What? A hundred percent. I feel like I think I had such a bigger or a larger sugar intake than I do now. And I think taking a lot of that out has made myself have more clarity as well and just healthy, balanced eating. So I'd say that and also just owning and being confident in who you are and letting your freak flag fly and shine on. And the people who love you and like you for that will accept you. And the people who don't, that's okay. They're going to find their group as well. Nice. Okay. I'm not on board with the sugar thing. <laughs> we have ice cream upstairs and I'm going to eat some. I know. I was just thinking about ice cream too. <laughs> but eat less sugar. Okay. Not Not no sugar. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> um, if I could go back and tell my younger self something. I don't know why I asked this question because I don't really believe in time travel. Um, I believe it can exist. Let's get be clear on that. 
I just wouldn't go back and tell myself anything, I don't think, other than um, your acne still going to be there. Like, it just <laughs> never goes away, Alex. Um, Despite all the remedies. Yeah, <laughs> like, you can just stop washing your face now because, <laughs> like, you've wasted a lot of time and money. Girl, don't wash your face. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's so good. <laughs> um, I think on a more real note, I've, I have this mantra, and I don't know how many years I've said it to myself, but I always just say, trust your gut. And I think I'd go back and just reiterate, trust your gut. And um, if future me came and told me that, I think I would continue to just do that. I don't know if that's a great thing. No, that's totally. I, I do think that is a great advice as well, like a great advice for back then and even for now. Um, I feel like I would take that and still do what you're saying right now a mm-hmm. lot more. We both kind of had the same answer, Amy. You're like, I'm like, trust my gut, and you're talking about gut health. So. <laughs> <laughs> We're just twinning over here yeah. today. <laughs> a special thank you to our guest on the show, Callie, and a thank you to Joel for how sickening our transitions sound. Check out our Insta, Small Town Not Small Minds, for the genderbed person and other cool content. If you're looking to be more woke in the world of queer, I seriously suggest downloading TikTok, okay? Gen Z is keeping me young people. Follow all the LGBTQ plus creators. Thanks for listening. That's sickening.